Hi everyone, welcome back and happy Friday. Okay guys, so I have two of my favorite people, especially content creators joining me today for hot messy topics. And I know what you guys are probably thinking and I was just talking to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey and Kim from Bravo Breaking News about this. Yes, we might be BravoCon out. This will be the last video for you guys. But there was so much that happened and I know my perspective from being at BravoCon. So I wanted to get their perspectives from being there as well. So before we jump in, you know how it works. If you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell and let's welcome Ryan and Kim. Hello. What's up? Hi, oh everyone. Gosh, well, Kim, I have to start with you. Ladies first, one to 10, BravoCon, your experience. Where are we at? Um, 100. I could not have had a better experience. Vegas, like, took BravoCon to a whole nother level compared to New York. I don't know how you guys feel about it, um, but I thought Vegas was just chef's kiss. It could not have been better. Ryan, what about you? I hated it. No, 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 no. It was great. It was it, no, it was. Yeah, it was it was hands down better than New York for so many reasons. Um, I will say the only thing I didn't like about it was there was just the lack of sleep. Everything else was amazing, but it was so much to do so much coming at you at all time. I'm still in sensory overload. And I went right back into like working and doing the show this week. So I mean, still memories are like popping in my head of like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that or I forgot about this. But overall, amazing. And also, I just want to say really quickly, it's really funny. I don't I call you guys. I don't call you guys by your actual names. If I ever say Adam, I go, oh, up and Adam. I'm talking to up and Adam right now. I never like I I would be like, oh, Bravo breaking news. I, I call everybody by their account name. And I, I've got to stop that because it's ridiculous. But it's great. Yeah. Bravo Connor was amazing. I, I think the only person who gets away with this is Emily, because when we were walking around, there was this one woman who was recording and then she just fell to her knees and started crying. And she's like, you're, you're, and she goes, Emily D Baker. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> you get away with it because it's your actual name. So if you say like Bravo breaking news, yes, I am. You're like, okay, what's, what's, what's I, guys, I don't mind it. Call me Bravo breaking news. I, I was loving it. I was loving it. I mean, people were coming up to me being like, you're Bravo breaking news. Like, yes, I don't care if you know my name. I just care that, you know, Bravo breaking news. So that's that. You know, <laughs> I did want to ask you both too, because you were both at every Ryan, every time you're in here, my live chat always wants to know if you're single guys, we answered this last time. Ryan yeah. is not single. I'm not single. Yeah. Sorry. He's Sorry, like, guys. So, sorry, guys. Sorry, they guys. See you in, they but see you. They, in the but state. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I appreciate it. <laughs> so in New York, I felt like I was really nervous going into Vegas because it took me a day to figure out in New York where everything was from the food court to the bazaar. The bazaar was the easiest, obviously. But then all of the VIP rooms and then the rooms where they were hosting the different panels and then the back green rooms. I think there were like two or three and I'm like, this is kind of scattered. This was all over the place. Whereas like in Vegas, I believe there were only two rooms with panels and then the whole bazaar that had a VIP lounge that really never had anybody in it. And then there was the real VIP lounge that had everybody in it. Yeah. That VIP lounge was amazing. Actually. I, I discovered that late in the day on the first day and it was, I was like, wow, this is this is really well put together. And it was another place that like just Bravo celebrities were just hanging out, taking photos with people. I mean, it was, it was a whole scene back there. 
I yeah, mean, I mean, I went in morning one of Friday, first time walking in, Erica Jane, right there. Like it was just, you know, just such a shock. And then Lindsay, like she was my first interview of the weekend, and I could not have picked a better Bravo celebrity to kick the weekend off with. I mean, VIP lounge, guys, you got to get VIP. It is so worth it. You know, I have to also add to this really quick. I went under a guest pass and then got a I just went ahead and got a GA pass anyways and the guest pass from what I was understanding um, or from my understanding I thought I would be able to get into things and I was able to walk around wherever and then I went to the VIP lounge and they scanned it and they're like no no you're not VIP you're not coming in here and I was like wait what no and then what? the woman there was a changing of the guards and I was like, then there was a new guy who was there and I walked right in and I was like, oh, okay. And I, I, I just, I, the whole experience, I think probably the thing that I felt the best about was when I passed Teddy and I was like, oh my God, we're here under the same bracelet. Imagine that. This is so crazy. And Freddie was like, F you up and Adam, F oh. you, how dare you? Yeah, me and Teddy Mellencamp have to go to couples therapy together or something. This is not <laughs> this is not this is not doing well for us. But Ryan, with you, who was the most impressive Bravo celebrity that you met throughout the weekend? Someone that stood out to you the most? You know, I I I will say like honestly, and this is uh, you know, the Bravo celebrities to me were like secondhand compared to the actual fans. Like the actual, those were the people that I enjoyed like meeting the most that I was actually able to like, that was the amazing part of it all for me. The Bravo celebrities, I really say were like second nature. Like, I mean, it was like, I, I spent so much time talking about them that that I swear to God, wasn't the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing was meeting like just people like me or people like Bravo breaking new, like that were the, the other creators was what I geeked out on. Like being able to talk shop with them, being able to talk to people that listen to the show or watch your show or follow your account. That was the stuff that got me the most excited and kind of filled me up. And like the stuff that I keep thinking about are just little conversations like that. But in terms of the Bravo celebrities, it was like, I kind of interact with a lot of them either on the show or on Instagram or something. So that wasn't like, it's, it's fun to see, but it's, it's kind of like second. I don't know. Like to me, that wasn't the thing. It was, the, it was the fans. It was everybody there that was like, blew me away. I love how you're like, it's just the people that we, yeah, the people that we watch on TV, we see them all the time. Like, I'm good on you. It's the other people. Well, that yeah, I mean, we talk about them. With. Yeah, it's like I make me like also the Bravo celebrities. I'm usually scared to meet some of them because I've made like memes about them or I've talked like I've talked my honest opinion about them. So that I'm kind of like, uh, it could go either way. Like I was running from Sandoval all weekend. I was like I and I kept getting sat next to him at like the Bravo or like like right behind him. So that part like just makes me nervous. But when I can just like talk to normal fans like in person, that's the stuff that I was like, this is awesome. What about you, Kim? I mean, Ryan, I don't have the access that you have. So let's just say I was geeking out about Bravo celebrities. I mean, <laughs> night one, Thursday night before BravoCon, I just joined Lisa Barlow at the bar in Caesars Palace and talked to her for 45 <laughs> minutes. I mean, she was just everything. She is exactly how she portrays herself on TV. We talked about the ring. We talked about the mission. We talked about the other ladies. I got a lot of tea. She was ready to spill it. And I just loved that. Um, another top moment for me of the weekend was meeting my queen, 
Sonia Morgan. I mean, it was just everything. She was everything. Again, exactly who who she portrays herself on TV. I just love meeting these people and knowing that they are authentically themselves. Like who we see on these shows that we love so much is exactly who they are in real life. And that just makes me so happy. I went to Jason after this, after Saturday. Um, I, I forgot where we were, but I just left Sonia and she came up and she like tapped me on the butt. And I'm like, this isn't an HR issue. I don't work for Bravo. So you're totally good. And she's like, like, I'm not Owen Wilson. I'm not Owen Wilson, Sonia. Yes, I'm not Owen Wilson. And she's like, those jeans look so good on you. And I said, thank you. I got them for $14 at TJ Maxx. She's like, don't tell people that. I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 what did Lisa Barlow tell you? What did, did she spill anything about Monica? She basically said she really doesn't hang out with a lot of the cast outside of filming because she has this strategy going into filming where she does not want anything that happened off camera to be brought up on camera and for her to not have evidence of it. So she is very strategic (laughs) in what she does and how she hangs out with these women. Um, She pretty much just leaves it you know to the cameras and doesn't really hang out with them she did not talk about monica specifically but i don't know it doesn't really seem like she's on good term on great terms with anybody you know you know what's funny about that i think that that could be a good thing or a bad thing because i think one of the reasons that the Vanderpump Rules cast members are able to continue on and have the longevity that they have is because ryan knows this so well too that when they're not filming, they're always still together. And that keeps the relationships authentic as opposed to when we just like add in a brand new housewife that doesn't know anyone or bring the housewives back together that they don't really know each other and they haven't caught up in like a few months. I, it like To me, it kind of throws me off a little bit. I'm like, are we really friends? Are we not friends? Seems like surface friends. I mean, but- I, I, it seemed like she came into the show with these people as friends. And then as the seasons went on, you know, her trust kind of backtracked a little bit so she's you know just staying careful a little bit and i also really quick i'm gonna bring this up marae thank you so much happy friday everyone marae i will get i will call you later um but thank you for the super chat um is it true that everyone avoided monica all weekend so i feel like and i am doing a members only with jason today um i i've been so sick since we got back guys it's just been nonstop. i think we're all run down and I had an interaction. I feel like I had the true housewives experience where I had like an ambush moment with the Salt Lake City housewives, which I am going to be sharing. And I went up to Ryan and I told him about my moment. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, a different moment. (laughs) It's a good moment, you guys. I was like, I'm blown away by this moment, by the way. I still want the whole story. Yes, we have to talk off to the side. But, you know, I really, I have always championed the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I have always had great experiences with them and really liked them. And then after this experience, I went to one of the events after, and I was called over to come sit down at this table and talk with them. And then Lisa was like, wait a minute, you did the Jen Shaw interview. And she was with Heather Gay, Angie Kay, and also Whitney. And Whitney was so sweet, but then the rest of the ladies wanted to know, why did you go on your channel and talk about this certain thing? And I was like, Jason, (laughs) Jason. And then I left them and I went to go, I saw Monica sitting by herself at a different table right across the room. And I was like, hi, I just want to introduce myself. And she's like, I thought you hated me. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is like, 
I quit. <laughs> this is, I think this was Friday night. And I'm like, this is, I'm just going to go back to the Venetian and just chill. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble. Well, I mean, but I, I do. Sorry, go ahead. I do have something to say about Monica really quick. I mean, I don't know if you guys were at the Bravos, but if you noticed, the whole Salt Lake City cast was on one side of the venue and Monica was on the whole other side. So there's something going on there. Yeah, and I now we know times. it's probably about the lawsuit. Well, I think there's a couple other things that are going to come out too, but I, uh, it, uh, yeah, I heard multiple times that none of them are on speaking terms with Monica right now, and I thought that was fascinating. And uh, it is weird that one person is helping the rest of the cast bond together. I thought that's interesting, and I think it's actually good for the show in the long term. But I mean, we'll we'll see how that all plays out, but. I mean, the Salt Lake, Salt Lake's such a great season, this season in particular. So, I mean, even if they all hate Monica, it's really good for the show. And I mean, that's what I was hearing why they didn't do the Salt Lake panel was because they didn't want this all to spill on stage before the reunion. But I wish, I mean, I still wish they would have given a little bit on stage because even with the Potomac ladies, they didn't like spill anything, but they're still so entertaining and you can sense tensions. And I think with the Salt Lake, it could have handled the panel and the reunion or make the panel part of the reunion and do like a live half reunion but i wanted to see more of that salt lake stuff that but that's my only complaint about BravoCon. sometimes the panels were underwhelming because there was so much information being protected for the actual shows and i feel like if we're if, we, if we've all traveled out there make sure there's talking points that you can tease you can get into little squabbles like even the vanderpump rules one there was like you could sense the tension and yeah. to me that's kind of what stuck with me but i wanted that more with like the summer house panel the uh, i mean there was a lot of panels that i felt like ah this could have been way better you know there were two things that i agreed with you and emily on ryan one was when you said that they should have made since we didn't get the berkshires cast trip for the real housewives of new jersey finale they should have really just hosted one big panel and let that kind of bleed into the finale yeah. BravoCon. I thought that that would have been so amazing, especially with all the tension. And then the thing that Emily said was, you guys know in that bazaar, as you walked into the actual VIP lounge, how they had the sanction off VIP lounge? Yeah. That really should have been a creator lounge. Like that should be something. The, there were so many Bravo content creators who were there who were who are sharing things, who are posting things, talking about things on YouTube, podcast, and contributing to keeping these shows interesting to people who might not have the time to watch them and then they go back and watch them. I was like, this is the perfect, nobody is ever in this little lounge. No one. This could have been a creator lounge. I think Bravo is slowly moving towards accepting us and making us a part of things, but it, I think it's slow. I think that's a slow thing. I mean, I got so many comments on my Patreon about why don't they do a... Um, why don't, why don't they do a creator's panel? Why don't they have a bunch of us up on a panel talking about our experiences? Because that would be hysterical. And I think it would be decently attended. Nothing like one of the big shows. But I think hearing it from people that cover it every day, for me, is just as fascinating as hearing these panels. And we're able to speak a little bit more freely. And I think sometimes that's the experience you want as a viewer of these shows on top of everything else. But I think we're headed that way. I just think that it's different in terms of like legacy media and how it's covered and them realizing YouTube, podcasting, Instagram, Twitter, all of these things it's a really valid form of getting their message out. So I would love to see that in the future of, I, I mean, I think they're getting there. I don't think, I don't feel disrespected or slighted in the least, no, but yeah. I do think it would be amazing to do that just for the other viewers. You know, 
I also I agree. Think... I, oh, I no, also feel like uh, some of the moderators, you know, last year, I feel like we had a lot of creator moderators this year. They kind of like moved away from that a little bit. You know, we had Danny Pellegrino, but I'm not sure who other creators were really moderating the panels. And I feel like um, Ryan, I mean, you guys would be excellent moderators. You are, we are so well-versed in this world. You know what I mean? Like the questions we could just out of our pockets at a moment's notice. I feel like it would make such a great experience, especially for the audience. So I don't know. I'm rooting for you both to be moderators next year. Uh, hey, we, we, should, uh, we should all be there eventually. I mean, that's the exciting part, but it's like, I think the moderators, sometimes they look for either kind of a name that's like broken out of, you know, a lot. I mean, listen, Danny's the perfect kind of person because he's start, you know, he's doing what we do, but he's taking it to a new level with his books and all of that stuff. So I think it's, you know, and especially studying, uh, media over the years and celebrity, this is the natural progression of somebody like Danny. That's the that's the peak to try to hit. I just think that sometimes these names that they think they're going for, even like say a Karamo is great, but at the end of the day, I don't feel like Karamo's ready to give like sweat and blood and like he's just as invested as everybody in the audience is. And no, no offense to Karamo, that's just the first name that came to my head. No, no, no. And I also want to add to that really quick because I always thought the reason that there wouldn't be as many creators who would be moderators is because like when Evan real and a few other people from like page six, when they did it, Danny Kashmir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that because Bravo can control that because if they mess up or try to get one over on Bravo, Bravo's not going to give them the interview. So it's really something and that could cost them their job at page six for us. We're sort of independent contractors, not sort of, we are, and I think that that makes us a liability because you don't know if we're going to try to get an aha moment. But then I was thinking about it and you see the woman who walks up. I believe she, this person identifies as a woman, according to oh, Jen Jersey. Yes. And yeah. came up and said, Jen, when are you going to get your head out of Teresa's ass? I was like, okay, <laughs> are we not like, we're not limiting her. Yeah, that well, I mean, was, were you guys there for that panel? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. my, my heart like sunk into my butt. I was like, what is going on? But I think that I think those are the necessary things because those are the moments that we talk about. So it's this weird thing. But I mean, that it's very funny that that all happened on the very last panel of Sunday. You know, yeah. I wanted that stuff. I mean, we had the Beverly Hills moment early Sunday morning with the Beverly Hills of like, stop trying to make Freddie Mellencamp happen. Da, da, da. We had that question. So it was interesting. I think by Sunday is when like it, the, the panels itself kind of started getting a little messy in terms of the questions being asked. And I don't know if that I, who knows if that was on purpose, but like page six, Bravo knows like, you know, you can get a little messy on page six. Page six is usually where they'll give like, oh, you can say this or say that. It's interesting to kind of start studying how certain outlets work, certain media things work. I mean, this is all, you know, there's not a lot of surprises that, you know, even when you think it's a surprise on page six, it's usually something that is they're well aware that's going to come out and that's where they want to have it come out at. I feel like this is also a result of we all Vegas all weekend and everybody was tired. Like this is it. We're not holding back at this point. We're going to ask what we want to ask. Like people feel like we paid for these tickets and this is our chance and we're not going to get that. Exactly. You know what I, mean? I feel like it yeah. just gets more unhinged as the weekend goes on. You know, we'll get yeah. comfortable around these people. We're drinking. We're lack of sleep, lack of food. I mean, we are like barely hanging on that last panel. They were just not holding back. And honestly, 
I don't know. I mean, Teresa and Jen really brought it. They were going after him, but I don't know. Jen took it too far with her comments. Um, I think that was a little too far. Maybe she, you know, she was getting a little unhinged as well. Not a waddling whale. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Jen, that, but, but that's, that's Jen Aiden. Jen Aiden does that stuff. Like that's something to be expected from Jen Aiden when she gets pushed. But I think it's interesting because it's giving the audience like a lot, like a TV moment of like, wow, this is what Jen Aiden does on the show. We're seeing it in person. Um, but also, it, you know, it's just ridiculous. Even the rumors you hear around BravoCon of like, oh my God, they paid a thousand people to come in there and boo Teresa. Oh my God, I I signed a release form to go in there. But like, guys, come on. Like people were like naturally booing. Like there was no releases signed or that, you know, like I hate to break it to like, and it doesn't mean the person that you like is horrible. And it doesn't like, it's just so funny in terms of fandom is that people can't wrap their heads around. People actually have genuine feelings about these characters that they see. You know, and I think too, I think that it only takes one. It's like, it's like a domino effect, especially in this like situation where everybody is so heavily medicated on alcohol and no sleep <laughs> and stuff. But you, you have one person say something and it's like, boo, boo, boo. And it just gets louder and louder and more aggressive. And like the fans feed off of each other, which I'm not mad at. But also I wanted to ask you because... I'm not going to lie. I just want to be completely honest. Going into this year, I thought Jason and I are not agreeing on this. I thought that the booths were more exciting last year than they were this year. And I also thought that we got a lot more talent, um, hands on with the talent. Like I felt like the talent was at their booths a lot more last year because I think that they had that time and that space to be able to do that and they could sell their products. Whereas this year, I mean, I saw people every once in a while, but I didn't think it was the same. Maybe, maybe that was just me. I want to kind of get your takes on it. I didn't spend a lot of time at the booth, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I did see Teresa show up. Craig and Paige showed up. I mean, I feel like everybody showed up to their booths, but it was for a very short period of time, you know, because they were being, you know, ushered to the photo op, to the panel, to the VA lounge, to this, to that, to the live stage. Like there was just so much going on. It's like they couldn't dedicate the time to the to the booths. But that's where people are purchasing their merch. I mean, let's be real. That's where they're going to be making more money. So I feel like I'm with you, Adam. I think next year they should maybe dedicate more time to that. Those are the fans that are actually supporting their businesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought the uh, the shopping area was so much better in terms of location than at the Javits Center last year. But I still I found it really kind of still exciting because, like, once again, I wasn't the Bravo Lab part of it was second nature. So when I went in there, it was a great chance to, like, talk to more people, meet Pete. Like, that was like the awesome part for me because it was just another area that I could, like, talk with people about the their weekend. And so that was awesome. But, like, I kind of loved that, like, I would look up and I'd be like, oh, there's Sandoval's booth or, oh, there's this something about her activation or here's the photo op in the Oh, well, I mean, I walked past it a couple times because, I mean, it was completely empty every time I would walk by. But it was one of those things that would make me laugh because I would walk. And then you would hear screams and you would realize a Bravo celebrity had come into somebody's booth. And that was, I mean, listen, I like, you know, I bumped into you guys at uh, Caroline Stanberry's booth. Um, and that was great to watch her like interact with the fans. I don't know. So there was always something visually in there for me to see. So, and also I just love the fact that there was carpeting in there. If I'm not mistaken, the Javits center, from what I remember, wasn't it like, just like 
cement on the the yeah. bottom. Like I, it didn't seem like there was carpet. So it just felt like such a, a, a way better environment for every piece of BravoCon. So for me, it was like, I loved it. Yeah, I I did like the way that it was spaced out more and it wasn't put like everything wasn't put up against a wall. But I don't know, like last year, I, I think I was just a little bit more excited about what the merch actually was. But then again, you know, like sometimes I feel I'm also like laser focused when I go to BravoCon and like Ryan is like, I'm going to talk to every single content creator. And I'm like, I need to just cross my T's and dot my I's and make sure that I am not like exiled by the Bravo Lebs. So then I just go around and I try to do my apology tour with everyone. And you know, uh, I mean that that's an interesting thing about exiled from Bravo labs. And I've been thinking about that this week because like, I try to be as honest as possible on my show. And I also try to slant towards humor more than anything else. And I don't know for me, I'm like, I, I it's not given up, but it's like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I think I'm realizing I'm not trying to court them in, in a way. Like if, if they want to be friendly or if we want to talk or something, that's great. But I think sometimes it can hinder actually what my actual honest opinion is of what I'm seeing of these things. Yeah. And I think you, you do that brilliantly is that I think you are this every man person that we assume you would get along with everybody. So I'm shocked when you don't get along with somebody, but I'm thinking like, well, I mean, I don't think I will be able to get along with everybody because I have certain opinions about Erica Jane. I had certain opinions about Lisa Rinna. And I think, you know, I learned this from Vanderpump and Scandaball. It's like, sometimes don't be close friends with these people. It's going to bite you in the ass in the end, or at least for me, because I'm going to say something smart ass and I'm going to completely offend them and I will feel bad and it'll, you know, it'll ruin that experience. Well, you also have impersonations too. So I think that, like, I mean, he literally holds his nose and does an Erica Jane. So if she, I mean, she's probably I'm in Vegas. Like, I'm Erica Jane. Bet it I'm, all on blonde. Yeah, I'm love sure it. she's probably no. like, um, I don't love you. But that's okay. Yeah. She hates no. me. So it's good. I'm with you, Ryan. Like, I don't need all the Bravo celebrities to like me because I don't like all of them. Like, I'm not, I'm not a people pleaser. I am there to just... I'm here to voice my opinion and people can agree with me or not. It's not like I'm going to be mean to them or, you know, I didn't boo Tom Sandoval. I'm not going to, you know, do something like that. I, you know, it's all, it's all fun and it's all like part of being a viewer of the show. Um, but you know, if I meet a Bravo celebrity that I made a, a, a mean meme about and they're not happy about it, I'm not going to apologize or suck up to them. If, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's the beauty of these shows. You like some of them, you hate some of them. And that's what keeps the Bravo world turning. You know, I wish I, I wish Craig Conover unblocked me and like I, I like Craig. I wish Craig, uh, I would love to have a conversation with Craig. So that one, like sometimes there's ones that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have a conversation with him just because out of pure personal curiosity, I would love to know how he is in like just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But sometimes that's the stuff that bums me out, but it's not one of those things. I'm like, you know, listen, if they got to know the real me, I think we'd be okay. But at the same time, I'm making silly memes about him being a lawyer. I'm making silly memes about Paige not wearing pants. I'm like, I understand why they would potentially be wary. You know, like I think I might have offended Lisa Barlow at some point because I met her, but she seemed a little standoffish. John Barlow, on the other hand, was so nice to me. And we talked for a long time and he was just he was lovely. It was awesome to talk to him. I wait. I also wanted to ask, you know, one of my favorite things that I see on the Watch What Happens Live or like the big panels is squash that beef. I think it's such a fun game. Yeah. 
what did we think when it came down to the um, squash that beef, Teddy Mellencamp, Vicky Gumbelson version? I just have to say, I mean, Teddy going up there with that rehearsed line about cancer was one of the saddest things I have ever seen in my life. Like, I agree with Vicky. That is so inappropriate. That is below the belt. I mean, Vicky deserves all. I'm a Vicky Stan. The OG of the OC, I mean, is just my everything. Um, she deserved that Lifetime Achievement Award. And then bringing Teddy on for her two minutes of fame was, I think, a mistake. Like, just let her let her be in the in the backstage area. She doesn't deserve the spotlight. Well, I mean, Freddie, Freddie's an interesting kind of case study because Why she's somebody Freddy? that I, I don't actually know her real name. What is it? No. Okay. Teddy. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think she's an, I think she's an interesting case study because here's somebody that, that, you know, was put on pause or whatever they did. And I remember her saying like, listen, I'm not going to make my whole life about housewives after I'm off the show. And it's always funny for those people because they end up making it their whole personality. I will say to her credit, she has a very successful podcast. I don't listen to it because I don't listen to a lot of Bravo podcasts, but it's very successful. My, my issue then becomes though, is that there seems to be this quiet desperation about getting back on the show and the way she tries to do it, or at least when she has a wider audience than her podcast is she does, like you were saying, these rehearsed reads that she thinks she's the funny one. And I don't think she's the funny one. So I think when she tries to attempt to do that, it falls really flat. Just like her appearance on watch what happens live with Kyle. It was like crickets every time she was trying. So there's value in Freddie Mellencamp. Obviously her podcast is good. I, I mean, I think a lot of that is Tamra, but there is value there. I do think the more we talk about her, obviously it's this recurring joke that almost doesn't even have to do with Teddy anymore. It's just this recurring joke of it's really funny because she kind of blunders a lot and she doesn't realize it. And she thinks her shit doesn't stink sometimes. And I think that to me is very funny, but the more we talk about it, she'll eventually wind up back on one of these shows and it'll be like, Oh my God, this is a huge moment. I just don't think when she does, it's going to be a good season for her. And I think those are the things of like, I wonder just in my own life when people like, why aren't people just satisfied with the success they have? Like that she has a very successful podcast, but like she has made this her entire personality. And then she goes up on stage and that was ridiculous with Vicky. I mean, that was just ridiculous. It was cruel. It didn't land. I don't like her delivery needs work. She's not one of the ladies on Potomac. Like it just, the reads are never there. And I, I find it, I don't know. I mean, she's she's like a barnacle. She's always like, she's in it. So she's not going anywhere. But I think the more we talk about this kind of stuff, the more it kind of keeps her there. And I think Bravo will see like, wow, they're really talking about Freddie. We should probably get her back on because when you hate a Bravo liberty is just as valid as when you love a Bravo liberty in this environment. Yeah, but I also don't think that, I feel like Andy does not like her. Like, even when she, oh, tried yeah, to I don't make, think he does. Yeah. No, even the dick pic joke, like, you know, like on with Kyle Richards on Watch What Happens Live. But then what I noticed about them is because I'm, I'm like good at reading people when I see them, meet them, whatever. Tamara can really work a room. I feel like there's like a lion and then there's sheep, right? And I feel like Tamara can work a room and she walks in and she plays to the audience. And I don't like, I think that she does a really good job with that. And then what I noticed about Teddy was watching her at BravoCon is she 
when she's with Tamara, it's, oh my God, hi, how are you? Yes. And then when she's standing there by herself, she like looks like, oh my God, is somebody going to come over and like rip me a new ass? Am I okay? This is awkward. And she just looks so uncomfortable. You're talking about Freddie. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying well, is the difference between her and Tamara. Like Tamara, if she's standing by herself, she doesn't care. No, I will say I was in the, the Gansvort last year for BravoCon and I was on the same floor as Teddy. And I remember Sunday, I was like going on like a couple hours of sleep. I was like running over to the Javits Center and I get out and I hear all this commotion behind me and it's Teddy and like four of her people, like glam squad, I don't know, whatever. And it was like, I was just like, just overhearing that conversation. I was just like, Oh my God, she thinks she's the queen here. And like, I took, I, I took the uh, stairs down cause I didn't want to share an elevator. And it was just wild to, I was like, wow, this is off camera. And she is acting like she has like four people around her. Like, yeah. And I was like, this is wild. And I just think, I think it's an interesting atmosphere for everybody to be in. But I do think Teddy will eventually be back on either. OC, well, she'll be on OC or she'll come back to Beverly Hills in some capacity. I mean, these, housewives like Kyle and Tamara really ride hard for her. And you're going to see, I predict OC because that Vicky thing, people are like, Oh, it would be great if they were both back on and they just go at each other all season. Can I we please even... not manifest this Ryan? Like, please, like let's, <laughs> I not think it's already, this. I think it's let's... already happening. I think it's happened. I think you're going to see it sooner, sooner than you think. I'm I think right Teddy now... brought nothing. I think Teddy brought nothing to the show. I don't think that her coming back would bring anything. I think Vicky oh, would eat her alive. That's, yeah. um, that's why I'm and, saying it will it will not be good. It will not be good. I think that we should drop Taylor Armstrong. I never want to see anyone get fired, but give her a podcast somewhere. Move Heather Dubrow to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Get our trust amigas back. Add Kelly Dodd. Bring in Teddy as a friend. You want it so bad? Because Teddy went on the podcast and she said, listen, She's like, I think that they would be afraid of me. I would rip into all of them. And it's like, if you're so confident, okay. Yeah, I. Uh, it's not going to be a good experience for her, but I think, I think it doesn't even, I think it's like the more we talk about this stuff, the more it will actually put people back on the show. I think that's what happens and we'll see. We're manifesting. Another thing I wanted to ask you guys is, do you think that this is partially the reason or do you or do you think that there's no truth to this or have you even seen this? Or do you think that this could be part of the reason that the women were so distant from Monica? I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh, yeah, from, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> did you see this, Kim? I haven't yet. I'm reading it right now as we speak. Okay, so I'm going to read it to everyone who's watching right now. It was a, uh, an anonymous um, submission to Dumont. And it says, The lies, the lies, the lies are flying around Salt Lake City from this broke snowflake who allegedly mysteriously got a lot of money after the main snowflake lost her $60,000 uninsured piece, which would be the ring, Lisa Barlow, obviously. Yeah. Want more tea? Allegedly, all the snowflakes are sure that the broke snowflake, that would be Monica, stole the piece. <laughs> one of the many reasons why no one wants her on the show anymore. But the broke snowflake probably will blame her mom, which is just obvious shade at the end. But I what did mean, you think? I mean, would she, this is like following in Jen Shaw's footsteps. Would a season one housewife have the nerve to steal a $60,000 ring on their first cash trip from one of the OG housewives. That is like, that's like Jen Shaw level criminal 
like act. Like that is That's not true. Gentile level criminal made it to I, the okay. Southern District of New York. Okay, maybe I'm taking it too far, but that is like it. it I mean, she should go to jail for that if if that really happened. I mean, come on. Well, if you could prove something like that, that one, that would be unfortunate, but two, that would definitely classify as a felony because I think anything over a thousand dollars is a felony anyway. So that would be jail time. Uh, I mean, listen, Dumois, anybody can send blinds into and, yeah. you know, listen, Jen Shaw could be sending these blinds from prison. Like you, this could be coming from anybody anywhere. <laughs> so I would take those things with a little bit of a grain of salt and right. I would I, I mean, listen, Monica, I'm sure has done a lot of things and I'm sure there's going to be things that we find out. I would tend to uh, be really cautious with that rumor because I think, I don't know, like, listen, if they prove that to be true, oh my God, it's going to pop off. I just think that might be a bridge too far because remember there was a whole camera crew there. Remember there was a whole weekend. It's so exciting to believe though. I mean, imagine the possibilities if that stuff is really happening because you could say, yeah, she was studying under the tutelage of Jen Shaw. She knows all the tricks. She knows all of these things. I, I But I, I think there's enough real things that we can prove with Monica already, just like the beauty lab and laser stuff that it's like, okay, let's focus on this. That, I mean, I, I've just read so many blinds that people have sent into Demois that turn out to not be true and are put put out there by people that are wanting to harm those people so i don't know it would be very exciting and scary but i just i don't know i don't know i tend to believe that might not be true well okay. and it seems like it's almost a deflection from the beauty lab and laser of it all you know what i mean like who knows maybe heather's camp sent that to Dumois because she really, really trying to build back up her reputation after Monica's trying to slander it. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's trying to steer us in a different direction and kind of forget about the beauty lab and laser of it all. I was mean, the ring really $60,000? I mean, that's, I'm still having a hard time believing that ring was 60,000. I mean, not that it wasn't beautiful ring. I just can't imagine you'd wear that on the outside. If you're wearing three bands, you put that 60,000. I don't know. Like, it just seems like that's a that's a I don't know I that just I'm still shocked about sixty thousand dollar ring. After Lisa my friend Barlow Kim confirmed. Kardashian got robbed Wait, in what? Paris, I'll never wear jewelry again. Exactly. Oh, I mean, like Dorit going to the bank with ten thousand dollars in cash. Like, why are we pulling out cash at all in large numbers after you've been arrested? Like, wait, what were you about to say about Lisa Barlow? So she did confirm the ring was $60,000 and she has a replacement. She has a brand new $60,000 ring on her finger right now. So. Oh, dang. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, with that, are we, well, I, I was also told by the way that BravoCon will be at Vegas for the next two years because I heard that yeah. they had to sign a, a thing for three years. Um, Jason was the one who told me this. So if it's wrong, guys, misinformation, it came from Jason, not Adam, Jason. But I heard that down with Jason. Continue. Yeah, down with, down with Jason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I did hear that it's going to be at the same venue. They signed something for the next three years of BravoCon, which now that I know the lay of the land, I'm good with that. Wait, you got the dates yet? I need to start reserving hotel rooms and stuff like that. What do we, what do we got here? You know what's funny? I bet you they're definitely switching the talent next next year because I went to the hotel where the talent was and there was a bunch of like super wasted women who were sitting at the bar and they're like, I, I think it was Sutton who was walking past and one girl was like, Sutton! And like screaming. And I, she's like, Emily and I went up to grab a drink and we were leaving 
And she said to me, she's like, um, do you, are you staying here? And I said, no, just visiting. And I said, what about you? She said, no, my Uber driver told me that this is where all the Bravo talent is staying. So we were going to go to a show and they brought us here. And I'm like, why would they tell you that? Like, yeah, word travels fast. You find out very quickly where everybody's staying. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they put them the complete opposite side of the strip next year, just to th throw us off. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, I mean, like, I, 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 sorry. No, go ahead. What's that, Adam? No, I just, like, I went to that Jeff Lewis uh, pre party on Thursday at the Delano. And like, immediately when you walk in there, I already, I was seeing like, yeah, I was like, Shep and Craig were hugging. I said, DJ James Kennedy and his mom, uh, you know, Sandoval was there like in the lobby. And it's like a smaller hotel with less foot traffic. So it was wild. But like, that was, I was like, God, they really truly are all here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, but I do think like, like you said, word travels fast. I was just wondering why they didn't put them in the Nobu Hotel because the Nobu Hotel is within another hotel and it's, it would have been a lot more private and nobody would be able to get to them. But I'm sure also a lot more expensive. So I guess... Oh, yeah, the Nobu Hotel's at uh, Caesars, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, off Caesars, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it's, a, it's like a hotel within a hotel. Um, yeah, but guys they really didn't have much privacy. I mean, you could you saw them basically going up to the elevator to go to bed. I mean, you... They were just everywhere, which I loved, but also like at the end of the night, after all day of talking to fans, doing panels and stuff, you have to like let them be, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a line that you like have to not cross, you know what I mean? They also need to recharge and rest for the next day. I mean, don't go yelling at them drunkenly at 1am in the morning. Not if you're, listen, you are not letting them be if you are drunk, single, female, drunk, single, gay man, or just someone who gets to get away from their kids and their spouse. Those are the ones who are like, I have waited for this. I work my yeah. ass off. Yeah. And this is my Super Bowl too. Like, I was, no, I will say that was like, that was exciting. Cause even though I'm like, not the most excited to like, tr you know, try to, you know, meet the Bravo celebrities themselves. It was exciting to watch other people that were excited to meet the Bravo celebrities. Like, I love that because that like, it's like, yeah, if that's your like goal, like go do it, like find your bliss. Like I love watching other people happy. So I got excited when people were excited to meet Bravo celebrities, you know, like, like whatever I feel be damned, but it was like so exciting to watch them be excited. That was the great thing about BravoCon overall. I think the overall message besides the drama was just everybody walking around all happy and stuff because, you know, I, I keep saying that you only, there's only so many places on earth that people are actually genuinely happy in a mass group of people. And it's usually events like this. So it was awesome to see. I was, surprised. and I have to say like rea reality reckoning who like that. Yeah. There was, you know, Not it issue. was definitely mentioned Andy, you know, pretty nipped it, nipped it in the bud pretty early on in the weekend. And let's just say there's nothing to come of that because this weekend was proof that I don't think that Bethany's, you know, variety article really has any legs to stand on at this point. I think that we're pushing forward as we would have without it. I Guys agree. night. I'm DJ James Kennedy. Guys night. Why is Raquel at Guys night? Sorry. I also, yes, I, I'm going to talk about this. Did you see uh, many people from the Adams family? Yes, we did. And also I did notice something after the reality reckoning. I noticed a shift in how they operated behind the scenes, which I'm also going to share on the members only. Um, but, and also I was surprised. I thought that Mary Cosby was just 
like I'm not coming, like Jenna Lyons. And I didn't realize that she wasn't actually invited by Bravo. And I was shocked by that because I'm like, had you have invited her, she would have been hilarious. But if we're not doing- Well, Mary Cosby has her own place in Vegas, remember? Like she has a, she has her own place in Vegas already. So, I mean, I I think at the end of the day, Mary is, Mary's a more, um, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Like I was trying to think like more unhinged than Sonia is. And I I say that as a compliment. I love Sonia. Oh my God. But Mary is one of those people that she wouldn't be able to be like, you just don't know. Like it is, there's a weird liability factor with Mary. Like imagine Mary talking to a uh, Bravo liberty at a pan. Like you're not, uh, imagine Mary talking to one of the fans at a panel and they go up and they say, Mary, what's the deal with your religion? Is it a cult? Like, could you imagine her asking, like answering a question like that? I just think that they probably, that's like an insurance policy for them just to not tell Mary about it. Cause they're like, there's a chance Mary just won't even go online and find out about it. Yeah, because you're well, not and then after, I think, yeah, and after her Watch What Happens Live appearance, I think they were like, all right, that's it. She's not coming to BravoCon. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. well, it's, like you said, it's a liability. But for those of you guys who are watching or listening, if you don't know, we're going to let you know. We kicked off with Kim from Bravo Breaking News. So we're going to end off first with Ryan Bailey. Ryan, I'm bringing it up on the screen. Let him know what we have going on. Yeah, uh, Instagram account, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Podcast, we just moved over to Betches Media. Uh, I just put out like a two-hour line-by-line recap of this week's Beverly Hills. Yesterday, I did a full recap of Salt Lake. Wednesday, I caught up on last week's Beverly Hills. So three in... By the way, today's Beverly Hills is unhinged. I do the, all the strip club scene. I do Erica Jane getting fiddled with on stage. I get. Oh I mean, God. it's like really... It's an insane recap. If you need a laugh, I think you check that out. I have Sutton going, I wore pants. I wore pants and panties. I want to get rubbed on on stage. Sorry, that's a bad Sutton. But uh, <laughs> if you want to laugh, go check that out. Remember to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. And follow the YouTube. Follow our YouTube. I feel like you, I feel like you kind of like, wow, you were, you hit them all on the head. Okay, guys. <laughs> All right, Ryan, thank you so much. And we will definitely see you next time. As always, I appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. It was great to be we here. Love you, Ryan. Bye. Bye, Bravo Breaking News. <laughs> All right, Kim, it's your turn. If they don't know, will you let them know where we can find you? Yes, of course. I am Bravo Breaking News on Instagram. Um, you can also catch us on YouTube and Spotify. We are also recapping Beverly Hills um, and all of the breaking headlines on YouTube. Um, I also have an Etsy shop. Yes, um, I saw a lot of my BravoCon merch at BravoCon, which was just so meta, so amazing. Um, and we are releasing a holiday collection. So if you guys need gifts for the fellow Bravo fans in your life, we will be releasing holiday merch soon and it is so good um so yeah just check me all out there hey thank you kim we appreciate you we love having you on and i'm so happy that we're back in this space where we can continue on and do this again on fridays me too me too thank you so much adam thanks everyone it's so great to be back all right bye kim we'll see you next time bye all right guys so i wanted to share one last thing with everyone obviously you guys know with everything that's going on, um, just with the holidays, with BravoCon, and one week and less than 10 days, I was in Miami and then I went to go get my teeth ripped out, then went to Vegas. And I feel like now I'm just like a little run down. So 
I wanted to talk about a company that I have been working with, and I think that you're going to absolutely love them as well. They're called BetterHelp. So the great part about BetterHelp, and I'm going to bring this up for you so that way you can see, is you can go to betterhelp.com slash upandadam, that's U-P-A-N-D-A-D-A-M, and you can see the screen right here where you go down and you fill out a questionnaire. When you fill out the questionnaire, it matches you with a therapist, someone who you can talk to about the anxiety that's going on, whether it's around the holidays or it's family things. And it was actually my husband, Jason, who encouraged me to do it because sometimes in this creator space or just in life in general, we get overwhelmed and that's okay. And at first I thought that maybe it wasn't okay to talk to someone. However, now I have a totally different perspective. So I wanted to share that with you because I always want to promote products that I believe in. And now that I've been talking with them for quite some time, I think that it's proof of concept and it just helps me help you more as someone who you trust as a content creator. I love you guys. And I think, you know, it's just okay. And I, I feel like it's fair to normalize. However, I am going to pin this link, betterhelp.com slash up and Adam. I'm going to pin the link in the description and in the comment section. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your Friday and also a beautiful weekend. And of course, we will keep the content coming. Jason and I are going to work on the members only behind the scenes for BravoCon right now. And then we will post that not as a live, but I have a very special guest who everyone fanned about over the weekend. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.